All right, now we're talking about uh, talk about stars from adolescence to old age. Um, so uh, when a star begins, it starts on the main sequence, and so then the lifetime on the main sequence varies quite significantly. A type O star might live only a million years or less. A type G star, like the Sun, would would last a thousand times longer, um, up nine, ten billion years. You know, ten thousand times longer, ten billion years. Uh, long before it dies, whereas an M-type, you know, 200 billion years before it goes off the main sequence. So remember what happens, um, the hydrogen stops burning, and that's when it moves off uh, the main sequence. So they got some relative sizes of stars here. You can imagine how big, um, I mean, some of these stars just get outrageous. Uh, But anyway, comparing a supergiant, there you go. Read that. Betelgeuse, for example, top left star of Orion's arm. That is a giant um, that's going to explode soon. Uh, hopefully, you know, when I'm still around, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. 22.5 figure shows um, a chart similar to what we looked at in the uh, protoplanet. Um, when a star forms, it ends up on the main sequence. This is the after you're on the main sequence, where do you go? And so this shows a star moving where its mass was on the main sequence is going to move off towards the right, towards the top right, as it uh, as it dies. Um, so this just shows the various masses, the tracks they take as they as they die on the main sequence. So or on the uh, HR diagram. Remember, they're not actually moving around in space; they're just changing in, in shape and size as they evolve. Um, star clusters then really great here. Um, if you look at A and B, the the very difference here. Um, I'll talk about globular clusters later, but but in A, you've got a globular cluster there, very gold-colored. B, you've got a, uh, a young star cluster that has a bunch of blue stars still present in, in its uh, uh, picture, so that's a younger uh, cluster of stars. Um, and uh, let's see, we got the HR diagram here of star clusters shows you um, that uh, um, a lot of these young clusters... Some of these stars, they're not even on the main sequence yet, um, and then their their main stars here uh, um, uh, on the main sequence at the very top, so they're still on the main sequence for those high mass stars. So these are really young clusters. Pretty amazing to be able to see this happen in real time. Um, whereas something like in Figure twenty two point ten NGC twenty two sixty four, you see that all the stars at the low mass are on the main sequence, but there are almost no stars above, you know, 100 times the mass of the sun. So that means this star cluster is a little bit older than the other one we were looking at. Um, and then, oh boy, look at cluster M41 in figure 22.12. Boy, not a lot of stars left on the main sequence there. So that cluster is quite old um, and quite dead. Uh, okay, so that's your main thing here is to understand how the HR diagram can tell us about the age of a star cluster. Make sure you know all those little facts there. It's really nicely summed up here in figure 22.15. Shows you how uh, at zero age, the stars are born. They're all on the main sequence. At about 100 years, all the stars that only live 100 million years are moving off the main sequence. And then after 10 billion years, all the stars that would have lived only 10 billion years are now off the main sequence. So that's how the HR diagram can help us understand the age of a uh, star cluster. Okay, so then um, 
make sure you understand this helium flash process, which is when the sun, after it finishes burning hydrogen in the core and the core is solid helium, it'll continue burning hydrogen in our shell until it gets enough force for that helium to fuse in the core. So make sure you understand that process. Um, and then it becomes a giant. Okay, so um, let's see, keep going. Yeah, so the evolution of a star with the sun's mass, table 22.4, shows you the lifetime. <clears throat> so after it lives on the main sequence for about 10 billion years, it's only going to live another billion years or so um, after that. So most of its life on the main sequence. After that, it quickly goes through its, uh, its final stages where it ends up as a white dwarf with a planetary nebula. And then figure 22.18 with the world's largest... Um, <laughs> Uh, caption uh, is talking about each of these A, B, C, D uh, images there, which is a pretty nice uh, picture of the uh, planetary nebula. So make sure you understand what causes a planetary nebula and um, how it works. Pretty cool. Uh, then there's this cosmic recycling chapter. You can read about that if you want to, uh, if uh, recycling is something you care about. Uh, more massive stars, though. Um, they don't stop at... Uh, uh, carbon when they, uh, you know, when they die as planet as uh, with the electron degeneracy in the in the core, no, they keep going because they can get all the way down to iron uh, with their extra uh, pressure. So make sure you understand why a high mass star is different than a low mass star, and why a high mass star can fuse um, the elements, okay, and make them even heavier. Um, and Let's see, do, do, do. I think that's that. So that's the main thing, we evolve, they evolve differently. Um, so just understand that in the next chapter we'll talk about how, uh, what happens once a high mass thing dies.